Hello everybody, this is Rafael Davidovich, and welcome to my Explorations Podcast. And today is Thursday, which is the day I try to reserve to speak about some element of the Parsha. This week's Parsha is Parshas Amor. Parshas Amor, for the most part, deals with Kedusha. A huge part of talking about Kedusha, which flows from last week's Parsha, which was Parshas Kedoshim, is talking about Kohanim. So even though people associate this week's Parsha with being about Kohanim, it's really not about Kohanim. I would say the first half, or even less than the first half, is about Kohanim. But then it moves on to talking about the Kedusha of uh, Karbanos, right, the sacrifices, and then the Kedusha of Shabbos and the Yom Tovim, which is why it is elements of this week's Parsha that are chosen and spoken about um, to be read, sorry, in the Kriya Satorah, in the Torah reading, for uh, a number of days of Yontif, such as the second day of Pesach, the first two days of Sukkot. It all comes from this week's Parsha. Here's what I want to talk about, though, and it's quite an unusual appendage to the Parsha, and it's the very end of the Parsha, that talks about the famous Mikalel. Who is the Mikalel? We don't know the Mikalel's name, but we learn that his mother is from the tribe of Dan. Why is that important? Because the way that the rabbis understand this passage, where Mikala means, of course, curse. He issued a curse, a blasphemy against God. The parsha, just a few short lines describing the story. It says, Vayetze ben Yisho Yisraelis. And then the son of an Israelite woman went out. Vuhu ben Yish Mitri. But he was the son of an Egyptian man. Besoch b'nei Israel, he went out in the midst of the children of Israel. So what does it mean that he went out? Besoch, in the midst of. What happened over here? So to make a long story short, the rabbis explain, along the many angles of this story, that he tried to get himself membership in the tribe of Don, based on the fact that his mother was from the tribe of Don. However, as we will see later in Sefer Bamidbar, the book of Numbers is full of this, that tribal identification was patrilineal, not matrilineal. So if your father was from the tribe, then you belong to that tribe. If your mother was from the tribe, that didn't count. Now, usually when a person had two Israelite parents, it wasn't a big deal. He would go into his father's uh, tribal unit. However, this man did not have a Jewish father. He had an Egyptian father. So where is this man supposed to go? He's Jewish, but he has no tribal identification. And as such, the rabbis explain, the tribe of Dan excluded him. They said, you are not allowed to live in our neighborhood. That the tribal and family and clan identification was patrilineal. And this is what led him to curse. Now, I've spoken about this in the past. In fact, if you look back, you might even find an old podcast of mine or an old recording where I speak about this uh, this idea, and I'm repeating myself in some ways, but there's another angle I would like to add to it, which is that this week's Parsha deals with the idea of Kedusha having a special time, meaning that if you want to be included in the idea of holiness, and if you want to look it up, I discussed this last week when I was talking about Parsha's Kedoshim, what does it mean to be holy? That it means to be distinct and separated, but for a higher cause. But holiness requires time, and it requires place. Which is why you have halachos, that if something leaves the space or time of Kedusha, then the Kedusha, the holiness, is broken in a way. And what is so tragic about this, 
is that here this person was excluded and the halacha would probably mandate that it's correct that he should have been excluded. However, there's no doubt that it had this traumatic effect and it was the trauma that led to his blasphemy. It is a blasphemy that he bore moral responsibility for and he was punished for it. However, what it should teach us today where we are really not in a position to exclude people for the reasons stated in the parsha is that we need to be extremely careful to be aware of the potential consequences of excluding people. Because even though it's obvious that the Torah is true and that we relate to the Torah as Torahs MS, as we say in the bracha after getting an aliyah. Torahs MS means it's true. But do we do it because it's true? Hopefully. But I'll tell you why we also do it. We do it because this is how we identify, meaning this is our identity. And this man's mother was from the tribe of Dan, and so therefore he identified as a member of the tribe of Dan, but was not entitled to it. So think about that every time you think that it might be fair to say that someone is not welcome somewhere. The person could not be welcome for good reasons, but very often it's for bad reasons. You tell someone they're not welcome somewhere, whether because they're sitting in the wrong seat or because you've made it uncomfortable for them in one of the many ways that we make people uncomfortable in this world. And it leads to an effect that can have a religiously traumatic meaning as well, not merely a tribally traumatic meaning. Something to think about and to conclude on a positive point so that this doesn't only become a podcast about negativity, think about that in the positive way as well. That every time you find a way to include someone, even if the inclusion is solely along some sort of material or tribal or geographical context, but including someone into your little corner of the world makes him feel included not just in your corner of the world, but bitocha eida, it also includes him under Hashem's, the wings of Hashem's presence as well. It's a wonderful positive effect of something that could be seen as totally silly, but the silliness of Jewish geography or Jewish tribal welcoming in some small way can have amazing effects on a person's neshama. And with that, I'll leave you and wish you all a wonderful Shabbos.